0: It's cold punch drunk. The punches weren't really necessary, maybe were super necessary. No. to episode 41 of the Punch Drunk Podcast, your favourite combat sports podcast, hosted by two dudes who can't fight and know way less about fighting than they think they do. I'm your host, Lewis, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Adam, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to International Fight Week 2022. Adam, what a card we have got ahead of us, my friends. Mate, I am
1: erect and I have been for three days now and um it's just not going to go away and it's not, I don't think it's going to go away for the rest of this mate, week. After,
0: have you not heard the adverts after eight hours consult a doctor
1: <laughs> but the doctor would understand why he'd be like oh USC 276 is on so that's why you're right there's, not, there's nothing there's <laughs> nothing he's like mate, about have this. a look at this and he just flops out a 12 inch <laughs> he's like I'm the same it's happening into any rational human this week mate <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are, they are, because my goodness me, what a card we have got put together for us. Um, we shouldn't be surprised, because as I said, it's International Fight Week, and when it's International Fight Week, the UFC almost always delivers. And there was a time, about six weeks ago, that there wasn't even a full card put to, like, officially announced. Obviously, this has been put together in the background but you just knew, you knew the UFC was going to come up with the goods once again for International Fight Week. And they certainly have. We've got two absolutely electric title shots. And the rest of the card is absolutely stacked from top to bottom. All the way from the bottom, all the way through to the top. So we've got many fights to dive into. We may as well start with the main event as Israel and Sanya against Jared, Kanania. A new fresh blood for Izzy in this middleweight division. Not a rematch. He's had a couple of rematches recently. Man, this fucking card, honestly. I might be drinking. I might be drinking the Israel Kool-Aid. I might be. But I believe him when he says he's going to do something special, man. I've just got a feeling in my bones. I can feel it deep inside me.
1: If... (laughs) I've got such a good feeling that I'm considering uh, Israel Adesanya via submission leg in the parlay.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow.
1: Now, that's got to be at least $12,
0: that leg. <laughs> Does he even have a submission win in MMA? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Right? When we get to the parlay section, we'll revisit we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll the merits of, of, of such a bet. <laughs> um,
1: no, I, I believe him. I don't, But I feel like he's very, very good at promoting. Um, and with that, it, he says something along these lines every fight and then more often than not, they just become a very professional uh, decision win or an absolute mauling um, in the case of Costa. But- yeah, who knows. What the hell does that mean? He's capable of anything.
0: He is, he is. And for some reason, like the israel Adesanya hate on MMA Twitter and online is like it's just gotten out of hand. I guess people don't like his really? character or like his yeah, mate, it's it's absolutely it's ludicrous. and it's, it's um so many people think that Rob won the second fight or this like a joke. I don't even I genuinely don't know if it's a joke or people truly believe that Rob Whittaker won that second fight. To those people, I say, get your head checked because we love Rob on this podcast. We think he's one of the best middleweights in the world and he's, we're always going to support him. But He just objectively <clears throat> did not win that fight. Now, what I will say about Adesanya, has he been the most electric fighter in recent times? No, probably not. But he's also been fighting guys, you know, with the exception of Paolo Costa, who've come to stifle him and essentially not let him perform the way he wants to rather than opponents coming in, trying to stop Adesanya with their skills and technique, because we, we've just seen that they are lacking, or they knew coming in that they were lacking. Jared Cannonier, I don't think he's going to come in and try to you know, close the distance, put his knee up against the fence, put him on his back, grapple with him. He's coming with his absolute sledgehammer, heavyweight hands, because if you've watched UFC Countdown, you know a little bit about Jerry Cannonier. This lunatic was fighting at heavyweight when he came into the UFC, then light heavyweight. And now he's down at middleweight and he's still retains these absolutely outrageous bombs of power in his fists. And he's going to be looking to knock Israel Adesanya out. Is he going to be able to? I don't think so. But what he wants to do and the way he's going to go about winning this fight plays perfectly into Israel Adesanya's world-class ability to counter-strike understand range and i think it's going to be a pretty short night at the office for, for izzy and i think he gets this done comfortably because Cannoneer is just uh well it depends which which way you look at it for Cannoneer, it's a horrendous stylistic matchup for israel it's one of the best
1: yeah it is but then again it's like um Gastelum took him, you know, all the way and it's probably a shitty comparison because Izzy is, you know, five levels probably above what he was um, when he fought Gastelum but it's like, I feel like Cannoneer, if anything is like a shredded, scarier version of Gastelum in a weird way and uh, it it probably isn't a great thing to compare because it's a while ago now Israel's become, you know, a different fighter since then but yeah, I feel like I don't know this. For some reason, I'm a little bit worried for Izzy in this one. I don't like. Not that I think he'll lose. I just think that it's not going to be dominance, and he might even get himself in a bit of trouble.
0: Interesting. Well, if look, if if Cannoneer can land on him, he is. He really is going to be in trouble because outside of uh, <clears throat> Jan Bohovitz, he hasn't fought anyone who hits this hard, in my opinion. And Polish you know, power, yeah, yeah, the legendary Polish power obviously hits harder. <laughs> but I don't think he was ever he was ever loading up against Israel either. I just it, he didn't need to. So yeah, this this is this is such this is such a, an interesting an interesting matchup, and yeah. I just I just cannot wait to see it.
1: It's going to just be a treat because the card is that good that this is just a little sweetener on the end. The Adesanya Canadier, hopefully, carnage fight, but. The fight I am most looking forward to, man, is the co-main event. Alex Volkanovski, Max Holloway, trilogy fight. I'm easily the most excited for this fight. Good luck trying to pick a winner. Um, I want Volk to win. I think he will win. If, you, if you're making me put my money where my mouth is, I would, I'd put it on Volk. But Max Holloway has looked nothing but amazing in every fight he's ever had, let alone his most recent fights. And how can you even say that he's no chance like he's oh like i wouldn't be surprised if he just dominated the entire fight you know like that's how that's how good he is but um folks record you know undefeated at this i think i think he's only ever lost was at like middleweight or welterweight or something ridiculous
0: welterweight yeah the Uh, last time he lost was up was up at welterweight man this (laughs) this this He's a fight champion. I know, he's a champion. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the this this card. I mean, excuse me. This fight could headline a card in its own right. It's
1: absolutely- And right I would true. be like insanely excited for that card alone. Like even
0: if Izzy wasn't on this thing, and he's just, like and my then you favorite card. Like, it's little sugar on top. And I got to tell you, you know, I'm pulling for sugar ball, on the also, bottom in too. This, <laughs> in this fight. <laughs> in this fight as well, but it's a, t- it's a tough one because as it has been in the previous two fights, the first two installments of this trilogy, I really like Max Holloway. I think Max Holloway is just generally one of the most beloved liked fighters on the UFC roster. I think he's got broad appeal to everyone. He's got an electric fighting style. He, he continually improves. He's tough as nails and he just seems like a genuinely good dude and I think everyone likes Max Holloway and I'll always support him in the majority of fights except when he's going up against Alexander Volkanovsky because he is probably my favorite fighter on the UFC roster right now You've, and what I've really enjoyed over the past sort of year 12 months I would say maybe 12 to 18 months Volkanovsky's personality has started to to come through and he is quite an entertaining guy. He's starting to do his cooking with Volk stuff. You're seeing him interacting with Izzy. Now he's getting the opportunity to go back to CKB and train with the guys over there. And I just feel like Volk is continuing to evolve and get better and better. And just as we saw his pinnacle against Korean Zombie, the best he's ever looked, I think we're going to see another step in the progression and the development of Alexander Volkanovsky. And he will cement his place as the greatest featherweight of all time after this fight, after he gets it done. And the only way it could be, you know, even more impressive, if he's somehow able to finish Max. There is no way, in my opinion, Max is able to finish Volkanovsky. He just doesn't have the sheer punching power to to damage Volk, who just eats absolutely everything thrown his (sighs) way, because he's just tough as and his conditioning is through the roof and he's got a chin that you could hit with an iron bar because he used to be 100 kilos at 5 foot 9, the little <laughs> squat rugby league. It's outrageous how he's put together. And it yet, is. he just continually develops his, his his striking and his understanding of range and his conditioning and his toughness. He had no business escaping those submissions against Brian Ortega, and yet... And then he comes out and he just, he essentially retired the Korean zombie. When people were talking about an upset, get out of here with that nonsense, right? So I'm not betting on this fight because A, judging is just absolute lunacy these days. There's always a rogue judge in there. And B, Max could certainly win this fight. I'm tipping Volk. I'm like, uh,
1: what about in in the uh, fight to go over three and a half rounds or whatever the line is.
0: Yeah, I'd probably be interested in that, but I also imagine with the history of these two guys, that line isn't extremely juiced. Is it? Might it might take it the unders? Be- take the unders. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I, I'm probably I'm probably going to avoid this. You know, I have seen someone floating around on Twitter. Max to win by split decision is like plus nine hundred, and you're like, uh, basically nine to one, right? So. I might just throw a few dollars on that just because who knows what could happen. And that's well within the range of outcomes at nine to one. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. But man, this fight has got me absolutely giddy and I think Volk wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if Max wins either. And if Max wins, unfortunately for the featherweight division, you know what that means, right? I do. We get, we get episode four. Uh, we get a new, we get a new hope. Alexander I Golferoski hope they do, but this is Max Holloway for a new
1: hope. I just don't, I don't think that if uh, Max, if these were reversed and Max had the two decisions over Volk, there's just no way that this fight would have been pushed the way it had been. Like Max would be the king, and blah blah blah. And like, I feel like it's just like a US bias or something that Max is getting this fight anyway. Like he hasn't like Volk's been way more active than him. I want to see it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just think, I, I think it was that's, the other I think way that's definitely.
0: I think that's definitely factoring into it. You know, also because Dana White was so public and so effusive in his belief that Max won. So that's always going to be driving the narrative. The public, you know, the public perception. Makes a good count I I there. reckon it probably 70-30 think that Max won the second fight. So you do have that running along in the background. And then on top of that. Volk has just cleared the division out. Who else do you give him at this point without sending him up to 55? And you don't want to send him up to 55 until this this has been 70. well and truly settled. So love, I love to see what's happening there. It's going to be absolutely electric. Cannot wait this for this is, fight.
1: This is the fight. Like, I fucking love Adesanya. He might be my favourite fighter in the UFC, and I'm more excited for the fight before Adesanya. So that is – if anyone's listening – that is, you can't miss this fight. I know there's some people that just turn up to the pub, you know, for the main fight. Do not do that for this. Turn up no, no, for no, no. The don't be that
0: guy. Main don't be that cart, filthy. Don't be that filthy cart. casual this weekend. Even the prelims, get there, get the prelims on. Yeah, make them hand over the remote at your local pub and, and just get it on there on KO or yeah, if you open the pub you're in America
1: if you're in Australia and just go in there and just <laughs> that's start, it. Just get down there,
0: camp outside. And just just get loose. That's that's absolutely the way to I get. I'm feeling like a
1: ten leg punch drunk
0: pilot this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get weird with it. We're guaranteed to win. Guaranteed to win. All right, next next cab off the rank. I don't. I think we've sort of lost the order of the fight card here. But in sort of profile fights, yep, yep. Sugar Sean O'Malley against Pedro Munoz is absolutely huge. This is the absolute toughest challenge to date for Sugar Sean. Without question, he's facing a guy who's never been finished. Sure, his record in the UFC isn't great, but all Pedro Munoz has been doing is swimming in a sea full of sharks, fighting the absolute best of the best of the best in the division. Lunacy. So, yeah, really excited to see how O'Malley, you know, rises to the occasion. Whether he's able to, you know, finally prove himself a litmus test against top 10 fighter in the division of people have calling as people have been calling for for so long. And what makes this really interesting, the little wrinkle here is that Pedro Munoz kicks like an absolute horse. He has got insane leg kicks and we've all seen Sean O'Malley's undoing against against, uh, Chito Vera back in the day a few years ago was leg kicks. Now, It was a perfectly placed leg kick, which compromised the nerve and left him unable to stand. But nonetheless, Sean O'Malley has got little anorexic Kate Moss-like legs with absolutely no muscle and fat on there for protection. (laughs) And Pedro Munoz is going to be chopping them up, trying to slow his movement down and seeing what he can do. So. It's going to be very different stylistically. Sean O'Malley is going to be dancing in and out, coming off his different angles, switching his lip looks up. Pedro Munoz is going to be walking him down, swinging for the fences at his body and his legs. I'm very excited to see whether Sean O'Malley is able to handle this one. Uh,
1: me too. It's his first uh, top 10 uh, challenger fight. It's easily his biggest challenge. It's it's a Bit of a mismatch in styles, and like you said, like he can chop at his legs. That's the one thing that Sugar's not going to like. It's it's easily his biggest challenge. I can't fucking wait. And even if Sugar Sean is fighting a, a fucking wet paper bag, I want to watch it. It's going to be entertaining. So,
0: in fairness, he has caught fought a couple of wet paper bags in his time yeah, so far. And in it was the amazing well. to watch, <laughs> and it was exactly amazing. He fought the biggest tomato can in the world in Chris Moutinho. He just happened to be. A steel plate reinforced tomato can. We got about six years taken off his. Was that his last blessing. fight? That was Sugar's no, last fight. No, he fought her uh, um, and Paiva, who uh, just fought on the week- weekend. Actually, I'm not even okay. sure if he yeah. won. But he, he pieced him up very yeah, I quickly. I remember this. That this is um, yeah. This is without question the toughest fight to date. I would say you know, even tougher than the Cheeto Vera one, and he lost that one, but Chito Vera has just gone on to another level in the, in the years preceding that. He wasn't quite at that level, but he's just skyrocketed. But this is this is the one. Yeah. This is the test now. And
1: that's the first fight for the Can, listeners. First fight on the main card, Sugar. Uh, Sean O'Malley is the first fight on the main card, so make sure you are there, ready
0: to watch it. It, unless- it may be. Unless it, may, it may not be, because all, I don't know where it got shifted to, but Robbie Lawler and Brian Barberena got pushed onto the main card. Now, now nah, they'll keep it as
1: the first fight. I reckon
0: I, they'd be crazy not they'd be crazy yeah. not to just because like that's kicking yeah, off the hard. main card and yeah. they can slide into it. But yeah, um, one of the uh, other remaining fights on on the uh, on the main card. This is tasty. This is real tasty because essentially this is an eliminator for the for the number one contender spot in the middleweight division. Another piece of fresh meat for Izzy inside of the octagon. They're going to be calling him out after after their fight, you would assume. And that is Sean Strickland, who professes to be you know, a serial killer, a bad man who does horrendous things. And then it's just an absolute jab merchant once he gets inside the octagon. <laughs> like he's an effective fighter, but he is actually quite boring versus kickboxer extraordinaire Alex Pereira, who does have a knockout and a decision victory over Adasanya in the kickboxing world. That doesn't matter to me, but the narrative does. Yeah, UFC can sell the shit out of that, and that makes it so electric. And he's only had two fights inside the UFC, but it doesn't matter. Please, please, I just hope that he's able to do enough to stop Sean Strickland from just, you know, trying to shag his legs and hold him onto the ground. I just don't want to see that. I want to see Pereira knock Sean Strickland out because he's boring, he's annoying, and quite frankly, the UFC middleweight division needs this injection of new violent blood and a new challenge for Adesanya to avenge these losses and to truly stand up and start putting himself, still away in my mind, but start putting himself in the conversations with the greatest middleweights to have ever done it inside the octagon. I don't know who you want to win, but by the look on your face, I assume you're 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 with me as well. I am with you, but I
1: honestly will not be too, too phased either way. I feel like Strickland at least knows how to talk shit twenty four seven about anything anyone. That's true. And that's Izzy's true. He's going to own him the entire time, and it's going to be hilarious. And then, yeah. hopefully, Izzy just beats him
0: the fuck up too if he be, if he gets up there. So that's that's the thing because if Strickland is able to to sort of grapple and, and hold down Pereira for three rounds, he's not going to be able to do it to Israel for five. Not a chance. And so his time is coming. His time to get pieced up by that dynamic striker is coming and he's going to have to pay the piper, whether it's this weekend or whether it's in three or four months' time. Sean Strickland's time is coming to get found out. That's all I He think seems. About. He seems like the
1: typical easy opponent, like the Polo Costa, like the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Vittori, like just yeah. annoying talk, so much shit doesn't actually even make sense half the time. Whatever they're saying, and then just gets beat the fuck up when they
0: actually fight. Izzy, like, yeah, just the yeah. Typical- he, does- <laughs> he does fit that category absolutely perfectly. So, but yeah, yeah. there's just no uh, way. No matter what Izzy says,
1: and for sure he's better. It's a different sport, blah blah blah. There's just no way that that Pereira beating him isn't in his mind at all. Like as if like he's, a, it's got to put some sort of sense of doubt into you, um, if he does end up fighting Pereira. So, mate, either one of those. It's just great that they're on the same card. They're obviously it's perfect timing. So Izzy's got a up in three months if he wins. Caneier's got. Get one, them blah, in the blah,
0: blah. Dana's got to be all over this. Whoever wins, get them in the cage. Get them facing off with Izzy. We got to do all- the whole nine yards. Yeah, we're gonna go WWE on this. Brad Riddell against. Jalen Turner. Oh, just uh, another banger. I believe banger. it's a featured bout. Just another banger. We'll talk about this one because, obviously, he does have the city kickboxing elements, uh, you know, training with with Israel Asani. He got, unfortunately, pieced up by Rafael Fazeev in his last fight, but Brad, Brad Riddell can bang. Make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming back fired up. I, I'd love to bet on him. I, I don't know if he's the underdog or the favorite in this fight or what the situation is. I haven't looked into that one yet. Um, but but Jan Turner, I believe, is on a four-fight winning streak. So, yeah, all I know, tune in to this one because this is going to be absolute violence. Yeah, your typical CKB
1: warrior. There's, there's no – it's going to be entertaining for one, but it's going to be so much volume of punches being copped either side, and it's a question of does Turner have the heart that any CKB
0: athlete has? <laughs> and if he does, uh, he might win. Yeah, he, he, he might. And that's it. it. Can he go into the deep waters yeah. and, and, and find a way out? That is going to be the question. Here, um, as I mentioned before, Robbie Lawler against Brian Barbarina. Just absolute violence. This These two are de- guaranteed to be able to put on a show. This is rightfully being promoted to the main card in place of Lauren Murphy. I mean, Let's be honest. That wasn't going to be a great gonna, fight. It wasn't going to be exciting No, anywhere like this. It was, going to, be, like it was
1: this. going to be a um, mood ruiner, a vibe it was, ruiner. It was. It was. It, yeah,
0: it would have absolutely sucked the oxygen out of the room, but we're just going to keep on trucking with absolute excitement. Um, yeah, I honestly think Matt Brown was robbed against Brian Barberina. He did get the decision, and it wouldn't surprise me if Robbie Lawler was able to wind back the years and get a win here. But he's going to have to go to the well because Brian Barberina is tough and will hang around and will – Uh, probably be extremely difficult to stop. But between this and Brad Riddell against Jalen Turner, you are going to see some serious, serious action inside the Octagon, just wetting your appetite for the main card. It is going to be absolutely electric. And what I will say for any of these guys we now talk about on the prelims, this is actually being broadcast, well, the the main prelims, not the early ones. They're being broadcast on ABC in America, which I guess is like – every single house gets that you don't need cable TV. You don't need internet. That is like your biggest free to air channel in the United States. And it just shows you like that's crazy. Muhammad Ali used to fight on ABC from times, time, right? This is just absolutely huge for sports and for athletes who are going to get more eyeballs on them than they ever have before. So there's an incentive there. Really, so all the prelims really are on, on that. a show. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the majority of them, there's a few on the early prelims, but, but the, um, yeah, right. That's so the sick. Yeah, Brad, Brad Redell, Ian Gary, Jim Miller, uh, and I'm not sure who else they've promoted uh, in, in lieu of Robbie Lawler and Brian, Bar- Brian Barbarena. but there should be four fights on uh, being broadcast on ABC, and these guys are going to get an opportunity to really set the platform and also help drive the pay-per-view sales because if they get this one off to a bang and everyone's in, they're going to be scrambling for the devices going, okay, I'm in, I'm sold. Let me let me keep enjoying this incredible International Fight Week card, UFC 276. Uh, some of the fights we've got to quickly talk about before we move on to other segments of the show. Uh, Donald Cerrone has been rebooked after... Joe Lozon pulled out with his dodgy knee. He's fighting Jim Miller in a rematch. That's going to be on the prelim card. Just two legends going at it. Absolutely fantastic. Um, maybe Donald Cerrone's retirement fight, maybe one more, but you know, legend of sport, great sermons of the game. Just going to be good to see him fight someone who's not going to absolutely just bury him inside the middle of the octagon inside the first two minutes. Normally I'd and, like, I not be that keen on a cowboy fight, but because
1: they've actually put him you know, eight or nine fights down the card, I'm like, fuck yeah, bring it on. This is yeah. brilliant.
0: Exactly, he brings that hype. He brings that name value, and people go, "Oh, cowboy, I know that guy. Yeah. He's the one that drinks Bud Light and comes out to the, the cowboy song and all, all that." And an interesting nugget, I think Aaron Bronstetter from TSN tweet just tweeted this out before that Jim Miller was actually on UFC two hundred, uh, UFC one hundred, UFC two hundred, and Dana White said that if he's if he's still with the company, if he's still under contract, he'll put him on UFC three hundred as well. He'd be forty years old then, uh, but that's that's pretty cool uh, if, if he was able to do that. I mean, that's just a, a cool piece of history. So I'm, I'm rooting for that to happen. And in that case, I, I'd like to see Jim Miller win because it just means he's more likely to, to stick around and keep on trucking. And then uh, some of the quick fights we've got to talk about here. Ian Gary, who's looked very good in his first two UFC fights, is being pushed heavily by the UFC. They've all three of his prelims, uh, spots have been on the undercards of massive pay-per-view events they're getting him into the ufc strike nft game like the ufc is invested in ian gary and there's a lot of hype around him and a lot of people in the know said he can be one of the next great things he's still well, he so good. young he looks amazing he looks really good and I, I, i'll be honest i i don't know much about gabriel green i, I genuinely don't remember seeing him fight um i i I must have based off of the, the, the cards like he's been on when I was streaming up, but I just, nothing spring into mind in my head. But I look forward to seeing him fight Ian Gary and seeing what Ian Gary is able to do if he's able to put on a big performance. Because as he said, he's going to be on ABC and he gets an opportunity to win, jump on the microphone, rock it, use his charisma and endear the US fighting audience to him on, with the most eyeballs he's ever had on a fight. So really look forward to that. Mate, we just keep rolling with the fights That's here. It's fucking because- crazy. I
1: feel like we're not even the, – for the listeners, if you're not ridiculously excited and, you, don't, you know, you don't know all the names that well off the top of your head, trust us, this is an insane cut. Ian Gary that we just spoke about is like 10 fights down – and he's honestly one of the most exciting prospects in the UFC right now. And even if he doesn't become a superstar, he's just all striking, all punching, knockouts, counter punches. It's just violence. It's going to be everything the casual fan wants is what this card is going
0: to be. It's going to bring it. Without question. And speaking of exciting striking, rounding out the early prelims, Uriah Hall, dynamic striker, can get in his own head from time to time. He's fighting Andre Muniz, who is an absolute submission Wizard, I'll be honest, and I'm probably gonna bet Muniz to win by submission in this one. He's just absolutely electric, and he can hold his own on the feet as well. The question will be: Can Uriah Hall stuff the takedowns, and is is he able to? You know, uh, I would say no. He's not going to be able to resist the submission game of Muniz once they get on the mat. Can he keep it from going to the mat, and is he able? To, is he able to stop uh, stop Muniz on the feet? Another Australian interest here. You've got jessica i uh, against excuse me no jessica rose clark opening it up against uh julia stolyarenko i'll be honest not very excited about this fight we get this one out of the way nice and early it's probably going to go to decision i'll definitely bet the over two and a half rounds here um but you know julia stolyarenko is on like a three fight losing streak jessica rose clark is you know got an ordinary record at best but she's She's well-liked amongst the fans because of her physical appearance and the UFC has just given her a new contract. So they'll be hoping she gets a win. I think she does get a win over Stolyarenko here, who probably isn't UFC caliber at this point. But the next fight after that, again, more violence. Brad Tavares, former Ultimate Fighter standout. Brad Tavares, who's got heavy, heavy hands, is fighting South African standout, Drikas Duplessis which is just a, a really fun name to say. I'll be honest, one of the best to say in the UFC, who is a dynamic kickboxer. And he's been waiting for his opportunity to get back inside the UFC uh, after a, a great debut, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. It's certainly been a while. He's had some fights fall out. But he gets a, he gets a friendly matchup with Brad Tavares. He's going to be looking to keep this on the feet and fight fist to fist with Du Plessis, And I'm excited for it. That's going to be a great fight. Uh, and then somehow... Jessica Ayers made her way onto this fight. Again, the UFC is setting up Macy Barber here. She's sort of resurrected. Oh, not resurrected. That's the wrong word because she's still so young. But right at the trajectory of a, of a exciting or, you know, extremely... High upside career, let's say. She's got a lot of skills for such a young age. She gets a challenging matchup against a tough veteran in Jessica I. I don't think she's going to be able to finish her. But if Macy Barber gets away, she's going to wrestle her and hold her down. Again, I might bet that one-to-go-to decision. But, mate, overall, just an absolutely electric card. 90% of the fights are almost guaranteed to deliver. And the UFC has just been on a roll. We've had so many good cards recently, and it's just going to keep trending in that direction. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because UFC 276 is where it's at. And I cannot bloody wait.
1: There is just no way this isn't one of the great pay-per-view cards, let alone UFC cards. Um, Adesanya, Volkanovsky, they speak for themselves. Sugar Short O'Malley speaks for themselves, but the... The guys you probably haven't heard of or you've only heard of once or twice that make up the rest of these, the prelims and the early prelims, they are going to define the insanity of this card and the crowd is going to be on another fucking level because they will have just seen six knockouts, I reckon, and early finishes oh. and they just want to see war. And then there's just the the volkanovski Holloway fight. If that is an early finish... That is going to surprise everyone, no matter who who finishes the fight early. It's going to be the biggest surprise ever. So either that's going to be amazing because it goes for five rounds, war like every other fight they've had, which is like some of the best fights we've ever seen at that weight class, or it's an early finish and we all lose our fucking mind because nobody has saw that coming. Whether it's right. Holloway, whether it's volcano no one's seeing that coming. No. And yeah. then you just get the little sweetener of Izzy on on top. You got Sugar Sean on the bottom, and you got Izzy on top. And uh, that is what I call the sandwich I'd like to be the middle of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, let's move on here. Let's, yeah, punch-drunk parlay. You know, followers, this guaranteed win. This is absolute luck. You know the success of the parlay. If you're a long-time listener, you know what's up.
1: I right. Have you got any that you like, we need to throw this in this week, 100%? Um,
0: and tell me. I'm. 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 As I said, I think we'll avoid Volkanovski Holloway in the parlay. The only thing I'm. I'm extremely confident in Izzy winning. Extremely confident in Izzy winning and winning by stoppage. Um, really. So maybe yeah. So maybe not like so. but on, on bet three six five, you can just bet to stop inside the distance, and 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 so Israel Adesanya's two dollars forty, doing that. I so like. I like some some something like that. So I'm thinking. We, we, we start it off or, or finish it off, whichever way you want to look at, with Adesanya uh, to, to win by stoppage, to win inside the distance. Yeah. KO or submission, $2.50 yep. you yep. Uh, get. I think then, we're both confident
1: in Drikas Duplessis. Yep. I've thrown him on. Just to win. And then also Ian um,
0: Gary, I'm pretty confident in. It, Ian Gary, yeah. Um Are you? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm confident in winning. Uh, it's just... Yeah. You know, he's, Jeremiah Wells was a tough opponent to put away. I don't know much about green, so I'm not sure if I'm going to have, would, would put him in as a KO, but I'll put Ian Gary in Gary into win for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and then I was really, I'm really confident in Andre Muniz subbing Uriah Hall. So where are we at? Talk, talk me what we threw, what we got right now. And I can see you in the bet builder.
1: Uh, so there's no options as of yet for Muniz sub, but just there is option for him to win. So I'll just throw that in for now. Yeah, yeah. So this is what our minimum odds are
0: already $9.49. Ooh, I like it. I like it. And, you know, I I, I would probably leave Sugar Shawna, if, if we're able to get those odds, well, and that's four legs.
1: Yeah, four legs. I we've got prob- Ian Gary to win, Trickus yep. to win, Izzy um, by KO or submission, $2.50. Fuck, that's value, two dollars fifty. And hey, then value Mune is to win. That's it. Straight win. Dollar thirty five. Combine those odds. You get nine dollars fifty.
0: I love it. I think I think we only need to go four lengths. Let's not let's not overextend ourselves. Let's make sure we get a win and let's make sure we could start paying back all of that credit card debt you've accumulated on your mum's cards. All right.
1: Now I'm gonna throw just a little challenge to you, all right? Say all right. when the parlay wins, you gotta oh. Say you 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 know you got an extra twenty dollars to spend on the card. How how would you spend it? You got a couple of little specials you like, a certainty you like, a bit of value you like on the card. Where would you trickle it? Mm. I'm gonna. I've already given the sweetener at the start. If you've got a bit of spare money, Israel Adesanya is paying fourteen dollars for a submission. Maybe throw a fiver on. Just a little fiver.
0: Just a, just a cheeky just a cheeky fiver. Um, I would. I guess I'd do like a little secondary parlay, um, which is a bit boring, but I'd probably put, like I said, Jessica Rose Clark and Jessica Eyes fights to go the distance. And then I would put um So you really want this card to be boring, huh? No, but then I would I would com- combo that with Brad Brad Reddell and Jalen Turner to to not go the distance. Nice. Right? So that's so something like that. And then um, if you wanted to get, um, you know, once uh, over three and a half rounds of Volkanovsky Holloway as well, but maybe, maybe bet, maybe the bet that one individually.
1: All right. So let let, let me just have another look at, because uh, what I, what I can see happening and I don't know if it, you know, it's a big call, but like, I, it's not out of the question. Volkanovsky is so tuned up, like hasn't looked better, has been so active, like you couldn't, Ask for a champion to be in better condition than him, and Adesanya no. is basically the same. Um, yeah, but Volkanovski, like you know, looked like unbeatable in his last fight,
0: and he's so, just been he's just been sharpening his skills by sparring with Izzy as well. Four dollars fifty. For that he's
1: paying for a KO slash TKO. That's a oh, juicy little it? on its own, just on its own. Don't throw it in your parlay yeah. if you can avoid it. I I, I yeah. love that value.
0: I do, I do like that. The problem is Max, I don't think, has ever been stopped and he is Exactly. AF. And everyone's yeah. been
1: saying, Volk fucking didn't win the fights, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like, as if he isn't going to try and finish this thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, to, I totally get it. I totally get it. And, you know, Max took some big shots against Jair Rodriguez, even though he obviously won that fight. Yeah, this is – I I don't hate that. I don't hate that. You know, you know, I like to have as much action on as possible just to get the juices flowing, especially cool. when you – when you're watching here in the wee hours of the morning, nothing nothing gets you wired and awake more than a shot of coffee and a bet <laughs> slip that comes through for you. Tremendous.
1: Oh, Jesus, coffee.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: thought you would have been on the hard shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, $4.50 of Revolt KO slash TKO, mate, I don't mind that. Um, especially it's a five-round fight. It, it can just be an accumulative thing. Max could be a bit rusty. Who bloody knows? And um, Volk, there's just, unless he's carrying some sort of secret injury none of us heard about, he, he could not be in better
0: condition. And if it's going to happen. KOTKO would also include a doctor's stoppage as well. So Volk is just piecing him up and his eye closes over. They come in and they say, enough's enough. So yeah, I, I, I don't hate it. Um, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to drop, drop a few few dollars on that yeah so we'll see how the parlay is going
1: and um by this stage if the parlay is alive i think the only leg we'll have left is
0: adesanya so you can kind of hedge your bets a little bit um around that and uh i like it i like it um all right before we get out of here there was a card that happened at the weekend a very very good fight night as i said the ufc has continued to deliver in a big big way it was always going to be hard to back up UFC Austin, especially going back into the apex, but there were some really good fights, some really good performances. We're obviously not going to go into a full deep dive recap of the card, but if you haven't watched it, I would encourage you to go back and, and, and watch a few fights, especially the main event, which was just the back and forth war between two prospects who are going to be absolutely competing for the title in the next 12 to 18 months at 155 pounds.
1: Shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Andy. He sent me a message during the week. Um, He'd listened to our podcast but hadn't seen UFC Austin, and um, so he's like, "I I stopped listening. I'm going to go back and watch it." And he's like, "I'm watching it right now." And um, he sent me a text like an hour later. He's like, "I thought you said there was no no. uh, I thought you said there was a crowd at this. This one's in the Apex." And I'm like, "You're watching the wrong one. You're watching 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 the wrong one." So we actually sat there made the effort so I had to give you a shout out because thank you so yeah. much for doing that one for listening two for making the effort like I don't even know if I would have done that myself so
0: good on you for doing that thank you for doing that I hope you I hope you Shout caught out, the out to Andy end, and yeah. I hope you did and if you haven't yet if you listen to this now stop what you're doing Andy and go and watch the proper UFC uh, Austin fight night cuz it was pure electricity from start to finish Having said that, the the fight night between Armin Sarukian and Mateus Gamrot, as I talked about, uh, great fight, bit of a controversial decision. It was a razor close fight all the way through. Um, neither of these guys' stocks went down, and that is the beautiful thing about MMA. When we get these razor close decisions, a guy's career is not, you know, make. It's not. It's not. It's no. It's not made or, or or finished with a loss on their record like it can be in boxing. Just a great fight, the Shavkat Rachmanov, the murdering Kazakh. I think he's from Kazakhstan. Is it was just just rolled on through his toughest challenge against Neil Magny. Always game, always tough, and he didn't even get maybe out of first gear, maybe out of second gear. But he made Neil Magny look like a, just an ordinary off the roster, and he is certainly not that. So if you appreciate how good Neil Magny is and the way that Shafkat beat him, you go, wow, this guy's legit. And it does seem that eventually him and Hamzat Chemayev are on an absolute collision course, both undefeated. Shavkat, 16 wins, 16 finishes, never been into the third round, just an absolute monster. Eventually, these guys are going to fight absolute future of the 170-pound division. You absolutely love to see it. And keeping with the positive vibes coming out of City Kickboxing, Mr. Carlos Ulberg gets a, another impressive finish inside the UFC. Always great to see. He is on the fast track. He's the whole package. He's dynamic. He's a good looking guy. He is just, he has a, you know, broad appeal. He's is his teammate. He's coming out this star power City Kickboxing gym, wouldn't surprise me to see him being pushed up and, and featuring on the main event of some cards.
1: He literally looks very, like The Rock if soon. The Rock wasn't on all of the roids.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's like a, a normal walking around Man, he had me questioning my sexuality. I mean, most things do at this point, don't they?
1: Yeah, well, this card does for sure, yeah.
0: Stiff, stiff Breeze had you questioning it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sexually attracted to UFC cards. <laughs> <laughs> Can you marry a pay-per-view? I don't know. Is there a letter in the alphabet for me?
0: (laughs) Probably a U. (laughs) We'll find one. There's not many left, though, but we'll find one. Um, All right, man, just get absolutely hyped for this card. It's going to be electric. I can't. Adam, do, do your thing. Tell everyone where to find us. At Punch Trunk Pod
1: on Insta, at Punch Trunk Pod underscore on Twitter. You must go on there. Lewis steps up his game week upon week upon week. Some weeks he's trying to get himself cancelled. Some weeks he's just trying to suck off all the guys that are in the UFC world. Some weeks he's just telling some people that deserve to be told to shut the fuck up. And it's just all entertaining nonetheless. So make sure you're on the Twitter. The audience is growing quite quickly. You'd be proud to tell yourself, you know. You're one of the OGs, and the OGs are quickly evaporating because the audience is getting so big with the stuff he's doing on there. So make sure you get on board quickly. At Punch Drunk Pod on TikTok, uh, a few new videos on there from the presser. Uh, PunchDrunkPod at gmail.com. If you want to just send us an email, tell us about your fights, tell us stuff you want us to talk about, stuff we shouldn't talk about, stuff that's annoying you just things about our general appearance or voices that, that you don't let's like. Let's not open
0: that can of worms.
1: Don't tell us uh, stuff that annoys you because we'll have to cancel the show. I'm not saying we'll listen, but we will that's look true, at them. That's true. And, we um, will read them. And we will probably assume that you're a psychopath because who emails podcasts, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, well, Please email in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to at least do it from a fake Twitter account like a true coward. And then um, yeah. what else have we got? If I missed? off? Oh, give us five stars on Spotify if you can. Give us five stars on Apple if you can, um,
0: on both a- if you absolutely. can. Absolutely. And uh, we, we noticed in the analytics a little bump in the listening numbers. I think people have been sharing it with their friends. So go ahead, share Punch strong Podcast with your MMA friends. Share it with your friends who are just getting into MMA. We like to think we appeal to the, the full spectrum of MMA fans because, uh, you know, Deep down, we're both just a couple of meathead casuals who just want to see violence inside the cage. Yeah, exactly. And at
1: the end of the day, like, we all are just fans, though, in all seriousness. We're just just fans. We just love it. We're fans. And- we love talking about it. And we're going to talk, Lewis and I used to talk about every card with each other every fucking weekend. are like, why don't we just record this? Because it's pointless doing
0: it otherwise. We're just, we're just everyday people. We're just like, we're just like the, we might have, we might have a, might have a <laughs> you know, famous dynamic podcast, but we're just like you and me. We haven't let it get to our heads.
1: Oh, yeah. Trust me. It's gotten to my head. I hate myself. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: It is Just really reeks of, to me, yeah. Reeks of self-loathing. Uh, but yeah, tell, t- tell a friend about the podcast, share it with them. And um, we appreciate everyone who does listen sincerely. We really do, everyone who takes the time to listen. Um, Yeah, uh, on that note, we'll get out of here and we will be delivering you a recap of 276. So make sure you look out for that after you enjoy what is guaranteed to be one of the events of the year. Adam, Let's get on out of here. Before I send us out, one last
1: thing. I meant to ask this last pay-per-view and I forgot. Um just Put a photo on your story of where you're watching it and tag us. We'll share it on our yes. stories. I just want to see where all the fans are, what everyone's getting up to. Maybe a few of you are together. Um, I want to see where everyone's at. If you're drinking beers at the pub, if you're at home hungover on the couch. I've done it all before. We've seen it all before. I want to see the unique places where everyone is. And we can see the analytics. Like a few people from, you know, around the globe are listening to us. So, be pretty cool to see where, where you're all from and whether you're just bots
0: or not. <laughs> no doubt, I absolutely. And finally, one last thing. One last thing. Uh, as <laughs> you know, we it? are now we, we are now part of the Tops Off Sport Network. Oh shit! So top Off Topsoff Sports, TopsOffSports.com. and I've got to give those guys a massive shout out because they actually hosted their very first MMA promotion up in Canada this uh, pre- this previous weekend, the Brawl by the Falls one up there in niagara falls it was an electric event the highlights floating around on twitter (laughs) yeah the 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 highlights floating around on twitter there's some great stoppages they put together an incredible event it's a really difficult thing to do at the moment so shout out to those guys follow tops of sports and if you are listening to us from tops of sports on their youtube channel welcome be sure to give us a follow and come along on the punch drunk podcast journey bye (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.